East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I, of course, am Les and this is my co-host. Mario Kiki, how are you Leslie? How was your week? I am good. How are you? And my TV just turned on out of nowhere, so let me turn that off. Oh, Carlton from Beverly oh, Hills has no. arrived. She is making a cameo. Ladies and gentlemen, Leslie has stepped away from her desk. This is now the Mario show. At the we beach. are here. At the beach. We are queer Britney Spears. <laughs> um, I had a great week. I think it's been just... Uh, August is pretty like pause, you know what I mean? Like it's nothing yeah. happening. There's no holiday. There's True. like it's just like a little step kid in the month of calendars. Because once September hits, to me the year is over. Because it's our birthday month, Halloween, yes. Thanksgiving, school starts. Yes. Yeah. All so there's things. a lot. There's a lot happening in September, October, yes. November for us. But I am excited that time's passing because we're getting closer to BravoCon. Um, I I'm know. Excited. It's very oh, exciting. And I, they still haven't put the Watch What Happens Live tickets out, right? No, I look daily. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, no, for sure. But yeah, did you have a good week? I did. Um, I've been obsessed with trying to get Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, which good of lord. Course you know what? I did I not know. get, but I'm looking now on the other sites. To see what I can find. Yes. And I have, I made myself a budget of what I want to spend. So I'm trying to find the best seats for that amount of money. So we'll see. Girl, you better factor me in and make some payment plans because I'm trying to go too. um... And now I know. I will let you know when I find something. Absolutely. Oh my God. Well, let's segue right into it. What did you think of the Salt Lake City trailer? Oh, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. I'm trying to remember... What exactly um, happens? There was a lot of yelling. There was a lot of um, arguing, obviously. But yes, what I did a new girl. I, yes, Monica. I only remember her name because I hated a girl named Monica back in the day. Anyway, <laughs> um, but um, no, the trailer. I like that that they didn't spoil every storyline. I think I'm starting to notice that they're pulling away from showing every single detail, which is good. Yes. OC did that, and we didn't know what to really expect from OC based on the trailer. Um, so yeah. it's nice to see that they're not giving away every plot. Yeah, because line. it makes it anticlimactic, and then it's like never as good as what they're portraying it to be. So I don't, I want to be surprised. For sure, I do love seeing Mary. I know that she's controversial and she's polarizing, but. I love the last scene where Heather looks at Mary and says, do you really think I look inbred? And Mary, with all the confidence in the world, says, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I don't care if she's polarizing. She makes me laugh. So and we need something on that show. She makes me laugh. And you know what? There was I did not miss Jennifer Shaw at all. Um, no. I, I know that it's she's also controversial you know this show's been pretty damn it's making its mark it's only this is only season four it feels like it's been on forever but doesn't um, it you're right it's crazy this is only season four but with all the drama and all the chaos and all the problems that it's been causing um it's it feels like they just came in with boots hit running or what the fuck Mm -hmm. that phrase is but um right 
Yeah, they hit the ground running. There they we hit go. the ground there running, right? <laughs> Boots on the ground and Boots hit the, on the ground, ground running. Something else. You know what? English is my second language. Y'all gonna have to bear it with me. But um, yeah, so I'm excited for the trailer. It does premiere September 5th, which is in a couple weeks here. That's um, exciting. Exciting. We'll have to add it to our recap crew. Now, full disclaimer, if it's boring, we will not recap it. Ask right. Atlanta. Yeah. Ask Atlanta. I'm trying to, I still watch Atlanta, but we just don't cover it because you know, right. we, we say it weekly, but it's been. And eh. we're big Atlanta fans. I mean, we're not, I've watched no, every episode for every season. I'm not just learning about it now. So Absolutely. I went back and I was re-watching season seven just because um, I think season seven is underrated. That's the first season with, or the only season where Claudia Jordan was on, but um I I went I just needed vintage Atlanta to make me feel better because uh it's it's how I cope with life. Yeah. Maybe I'll do season. that. You know, just watch a little bit. Season seven. Atlanta. I'll watch season seven. Season seven, it was good. That's the Puerto Rico one. Uh speaking of Atlanta, I did see a headline that was interesting. Candy Burris uh reveals whether she was gonna join the war against Bravo with Bethany mm. Frankel. Mm-hmm. She was asked about it during an interview with Entertainment Tonight, and she was very clear. She said, "I myself will not be a part of that. It would it wouldn't make any sense for me to be a I part mean, of that." I mean, yeah, it's not <laughs> her best interest at this point. Absolutely. And then she said to me, "If I'm working with somebody and I feel like they're doing that, they're not doing something that they should be doing, I address it right then and there." Um. Candy said that she believes reality stars should not, quote, wait for after to air their grievances. She said, you are not going to check with them no more and then come back and try to go for their throat. That's just how I feel. She says that she has always reached out directly to the network to address any issues that she may have had with them. She says, I myself have generated millions and millions of dollars in advertising. Oh, no, wait, that was Bethany's quote. My bad. Um, but anyway, it's interesting because Candy is one of like the titans of right. Atlanta, and so to hear her not be on board with this little Bethany uh, saga is interesting. Well, I mean, POV. she has a point in everything she's saying. No, for deals sure. with it. Like, I I know I said this last week, but it was like Tamara said: the co-stars can't even agree on salaries on the show like does yeah Bethany really expect everybody to just join on board and agree on this now like it's not really um conducive to a productive resolution right but ultimately it was fascinating for me to see what I did not like and Bethany deleted the video thankfully but if you didn't see it it's on my timeline at Mario Kiki because you know screen, screen recording <laughs> right recording. the internet is forever people don't forget mm-hmm. I don't know if Bethany was drunk. I think somebody mentioned on my reply that she might, she probably was drunk. But um, she said that people that are coming at her with that POV saying, oh, well, you should have known what you were getting into. She equated it to a woman getting sexually assaulted. Oh, come on. Come on. That's insulting as it a woman as for a another woman, woman to do that. Yeah. Uh-uh. To me, you it know. reminds me how old, like, Bethany is out, so out of touch. Like, the idea that she is going to equate that a woman was looking for it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why she, like, really, bitch? Like, that's yeah. the same victim mentality that you're equating right now. Right. I'm surprised that that didn't cause more 
attraction or reaction, but it also shows that probably people aren't even paying attention to her because if people were paying attention, they would have seen that comment. I think it would have for sure a bigger response. I don't Um, think she has any big, like heavy hitter people in the reality worlds in with her, like that have signed up. Do you? No, I don't. I don't think she has. It's not getting the the support that I initially was suspecting because uh-huh. most of the time people agree with Bethany and they, I mean, listen, and that's the thing, like I fluctuate with Bethany because she does have a point. I do think that some reality blur that reality stars should get more than what they get, whatever. But ultimately it's her delivery. It's her messaging. It comes across right. very self-serving, very superficial. Um, and so it's, it's just, bizarre to me how she she has me going and then she just makes me make a u-turn because she's like i'm the captain of this train and i'm the best well yeah and one of my theories is she does these things because she likes the recognition she wants to be everybody's hero and people you know oh bethany you're so great bethany so great did you see uh switching gears did you see the kyle richards cameo in the morgan video i i did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah let's discuss what what are your thoughts on this i saw uh, all i could picture was Kristen wig and bridesmaids yelling let's go <laughs> um listen a lot of people oh my god by the way i tweeted that video right and so yes. i had to mute my twitter i'm so famous but i had to mute my <laughs> twitter because i didn't even put a hashtag i did not even put uh anything all i said was Kyle's cameo in this music video is interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm at 950,000 views. Oh my um, God. Exactly. I have never experienced such a reaction for um, a tweet ever yeah. like, based on metrics. And so I ended up muting it because people were coming at me like I'm the producer, like I'm the director. <laughs> like, I'm like, of course, uh, you're just there sharing it and you can't I'm- respond to those people. Oh, I know. Everybody was yelling at me. She just wants attention. And I'm like, duh, that's the point, Yolanda. Like at this right, point, right. Kyle is completely leading to it. There was chemistry in that kiss, I will say. Um, but at this Yeah, point, there were a couple points where they had some chemistry, I thought. I don't think Kyle is the best actress in that video, no. but no offense. No for, sure. no, for sure. Like I there there was chemistry, but I think that um at this point, I think she's leaning into it, and she made a comment on her Amazon Live saying, well, people are going to talk about us anyway, so let's give them something to talk about, um, which is Yeah, fair. do you think they're and punking I, us? I mean, I, I kind of do. I think at this point, they're just trolling. I think they're trolling, yeah. and she's leaning into it, and the fact that even Mauricio made a comment with fire emojis, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, y'all want attention. Right. It's working. Right. Just just my own little tweet. I, according to Twitter's little metric thing, I had fifty-one thousand replies. Jesus and, Christ, fifty-one thousand yes, replies. It's currently a muted conversation oh. because I was my phone was like going off, and I'm like, how the fuck do people go That's viral crazy. and their phones are off? Yeah, like I have never experienced. And again, I don't even hashtag it. I just completely did. You a just Monday posted night. it. Yeah, you so just shared. boring little tweet. But this is the reaction that Kyle's life gets. Now, let's compare that to when I tweet about Bethany and I get crickets. So I'm just saying. Right. I am just. <laughs> exactly. We see where, yeah, where the power lies. 
we see where the power lies. Kyle gets people talking whether we love her or we hate her. I'm excited for the new season. But somebody else that reacted to Kyle is Mr. Jeff Lewis. What do you think about Jeff Lewis, first of all? Okay, so I think Jeff is a, like, I happen to like Jeff for what he does. But I think he's a troublemaker. Mm He, you know, he purposely stirs it up with people. And, but when I met him in person at that night before BravoCon, he was really sweet. So, I mean, that was just like a small interaction. But I can see that probably based on, you know, with Jenny, the stuff with Jenny, the stuff we hear about Gage, although I don't think Gage is innocent in any of this either with the problems with their daughter and sharing custody. I think, though, that he's he's probably difficult. I think he comes off very trollish sometimes yeah. in terms of his comments that he makes. Um, I do want to remind the audience that in 2020, he said he was staying away from Asians because of COVID. So oh, I didn't just... know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so let me back hey, it up then. <laughs> girl. The, yeah. I, I don't that's the thing like it's it you teeter-totter because I make very inappropriate jokes sometimes and I get it and it's I'm not excusing Jeff but it's a vile type of energy that comes off sometimes where it's like yeah. you know when you say shit like that it's not everybody like it's just not right you, it's not gonna land with everyone it's, yeah it's not gonna land and it's gross and to say stuff like that is gross I did not like his comment and I'm not easily offended but what I don't like is when a gay man is outing people, even if he, like, because he, he says he knows Kyle. And so, and we've discussed this on the show. I don't like mm-hmm. outing anybody. And even though right. Kyle is trolling us or whatever she was doing, right. he was on Watch What Happens Live and he said he called her a lesbian on Ozempic. Oh, I, didn't, and I so, missed that too. Jesus. <laughs> I saw the episode, but I missed that comment somehow. I gotta go her. back now. He called her a lesbian on Olympic, and then he said, when I brought up Kyle Richards, she's a friend of mine. I was totally joking. I was poking fun of the absurdity of all the rumors going around and she's a lesbian mm-hmm. and that she's an Olympic. I simply meant it as a joke. He said he has texted Kyle this morning, or which was earlier this week. He hasn't heard mm-hmm. back from her. <laughs> he hopes Kyle is not upset. Kyle said on her Amazon Live that she has no, she's not going to respond because she's not going to get people attention. Um, I don't know. Her. It, Good for her, but it's like Jeff reminds me of Brandy Glanville, where he says something very provocative, and he wants to then say, "I was just kidding; it was a joke." Right, LOL, right, LOL. right, right. And, and so, usually, when people say "just kidding," they're really not. Exactly. Oh my time. god, that, that's me. I'm just kidding. See, there we go. <laughs> I know. No, I do that too. But like, I I'm like about something serious though. That's like a dig at somebody when somebody does that, and then they're like, "Oh, I'm just kidding." I'm no, they're not. no, they're I not. No, they're not. I was just kidding. No, I don't really kidding. want to ruin your life. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just interesting. I don't know. I it was I knew that when that comment when he said that, I was like, oh, people are gonna get mad because it's offensive and it's mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But I wasn't offended. I just didn't like it. It right. rubbed me the wrong way. Because even if Kyle, let's just let's just give Kyle the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and say she is struggling with her sexuality and she is, you know. After right. seeing the after seeing the music video, I don't necessarily believe that. But music video aside, <laughs> if she was actually struggling with her sexuality, if she was going through what gay people go or what anybody goes through when they're right. struggling, to hear a man go on there and say, "Well, she's a lesbian on Ozempic," and it's like, okay, she has told us she's not been on Ozempic. She has told it like it, it just right. uh, you're just adding fuel to this rumor fire and i don't know i'm biased because i like kyle i will admit that me too but just, i do too uh, 
it just oh that's like shut up dude like this no is it's un- it's unnecessary commentary it's like really, honest bro? like yeah come on, get it together now if he i don't know uh, let's move on before i keep going on my tangent <laughs> before i go on my tangent um lastly i wanted to acknowledge that billy lee is returning to vanderpump rules yay or nay what do we think yay or nay she's neither here nor there that's just i don't (laughs) i mean i don't know we'll see what she brings was i a huge fan of her before not really i didn't think she really did anything so we'll see that's the thing it's like i know that they are desperate for tom sandoval to have an ally um I did see pictures of them on the beach. Everybody on the beach looks so happy. I don't know. I'm curious to see how the season will play out. Uh, obviously, I'm going to watch, but I feel, I fear mm-hmm. we're probably not going to get as, it's never going to be as exciting as it was last year, but um, to see Billy yeah. Lee, I mean, I don't really think Tom should have got an ally. Let's keep it real. Let's. Right. Like, why do I, they have to hire somebody to come in and, you know, be his friend? The latest like rumor that. is the other latest rumor is that Rachel is hasn't filmed all season and she refuses to film. She won't film. Good for her. She's probably mental- on Team Bethany. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good for her for her mental health. Yeah, but no, that's true. She's still getting crucified left and right, so I don't blame her at all. But selfishly, yes, I did want to see the follow up. So <laughs> yeah, no, she's se- yeah. So. I don't. I'm not surprised by this. Yeah, no, me neither. But. That's just any other gossip that I missed. Maybe not, but that, that was just a little bit of the gossip and headlines. Yeah, we are I think going that was to, about it. Yeah, it's been, it was a chill week so far. So. Thank God. Yeah, so did you like New York? Let's get into New York, episode four. Yeah, let's do it. I did. I, I did. did. It, was a, it was a very touching episode. It starts with them at the Sag Harbor. They're still in Sag Harbor. Erin mm-hmm. awakens with Brennan in her bed. Jenna actually stayed the whole night. Um, and they're going to finally web up the infamous Shashuka. Uh, apparently, they all starved the entire weekend, so I'm glad they're finally eating. Um, Seriously. I love, you know what? I'm starting to see that little Miss Jenna, and we'll get into it later. She's not as, you know, under the radar and under under the, she's not <laughs> as chill as I thought she was. Because right. Homegirl went to help, and she had a wrist full of Tiffany diamonds on her wrist helping out. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's like, okay. You know what you're doing, girl. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. So I loved it. Of course. I, I, um, Uba shares that she brought her Uba hot sauce line during breakfast. She said she made this hot sauce to help her eat steamed vegetables during her modeling days. Right. Because they were so <laughs> um, boring. God, I, I can't imagine my meal being steamed vegetables with hot sauce. Like, that Ugh, would just... Gross. There is no check is worth that. No. I'm sorry. I'd rather uh-huh. just... Mm, Oh, I was going to say I'd rather be fat. But you know how last week we talked about weight loss? Mm-hmm. And so here's the good and the bad. The good is people are listening to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> the bad is people are tweeting me mean stuff about stuff we said on the podcast. It's not even mean. I have a sense of humor. I don't care. But you know how we What did about we say? <laughs> Refresh my memory. Well, we were talking about weight loss and we were talking about, oh, you know, I said that I've lost 160 pounds, whatever. Right. Somebody, and I was going to send you the tweet, but I didn't want to spiral. Um, somebody tweeted me and was like, I actually eat right. You don't look like you can walk past a cupcake. What? 
Wait, and why I, would somebody tweet you that? Because I alleged that I eat right. I don't know. And I was going to reply to them and be like, wow. And so I was like, oh, okay. But that's, that's why mean. I, it was, it was mean, but it was indicative to me. I reframed it in a positive way. Like, oh, okay. A listener mm-hmm. of the show. She just <laughs> wants to opine. This is my feedback line. Um, but yeah, that was like my first troll. And so I'm like, oh my God, I felt like we have arrived, Leslie. <laughs> like, oh my God, we have arrived. No, because normally I get a lot of feedback that, um, or people tweet me things that I said on here. Or I didn't agree uh-huh. with this. I didn't agree with that. Right. I don't engage. I, I'm sorry that I don't reply to customer feedback, but I usually just like it and move on. But that was the first time somebody was like, you're fat. And I was just like, oh, our first troll has arrived on Twitter. I, I mean, what was the what was like their point in doing that? Like, did it make them feel better about something? Like, why? Probably, but probably, but I went on their Ugh. profile just to look at it, and yeah. it was so hilarious to me that like a few tweets before that, she said something like, "I hate when people attack other people's appearances." <laughs> and let me guess, is her picture like of a flower or a butterfly? Yes! Of course. You knew, you knew, but anyway, I forgot to tell you that. And I wanted to mention it, that it was a, it was just, to me, it was more funny than yeah. anything else. And I used it as a, like an indicator of like, oh shit, people actually listen to what I'm saying. Good. I like that you gave it a positive spin. You didn't let I that had to get I, to you. I did. They did not. I did not really get into the whole, oh my God, am I fat? Am I, I mean, I did get into that a little bit, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you struggle with your weight. It's a lifelong journey. Sorry for that little segue, but, but we no, no, we do what we want. Anyway, kudos yes. to Uba. She is so excited that it was one of her favorite things. I did look up her hot sauce. I don't eat hot sauce because I can't eat spicy food. I don't eat but, hot sauce either. But three bottles were sixty dollars. I'm sorry. That's um. That's out of my what? That's out of my price range. I'm sorry, <laughs> Uba. I was gonna buy them just because my roommate likes hot sauce, but I was like you know what uba you good i'll wait for this to see to land in target or something because yeah can you only get it online now is that the it's not in stores i don't think it's in stores okay but um anyway they start discussing their thanksgiving plans and Bryn gets quiet you can see that her energy shifts she lets Mm -hmm. the group know that she's never had a real family she grew up in indiana where her grandma adopted and raised her and her siblings Bryn then mentions her quote third (laughs) ex-fiance And she she shares how hard it's been trying to make a family of her own. After breakfast, they pack up and get back to the city. Jessel says she can't wait to get the fuck out of Aaron's place. And Jenna gives a nice trip a C average. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We then get to see Aaron in her real estate world. She shares all her accolades, including how she's in Frederick Eklund's real estate team. We love a Bravo crossover. Yes, we do. For those who don't watch, Frederick is Million Dollar Listing New York. Quite the character. Yes. Um, Erin has also started her homegirl line, her company that designs and renovates for the rich, where she made it clear uh, that she talked about her upbringing. So she's mm-hmm. been very, very clear about that. Bryn rolls up to the hair salon, and we see a different side of her on this chair. Bryn explains that her hair is hard to manage. 
She tells the audience that she's biracial, half black, half white, and she didn't know what to do with her hair until her grandma's friend introduced her to a black hair salon. Bryn's only exposure, exposure to the black community since her father has been out of the picture was essentially this black hair salon. Kudos to Bryn for sharing that about her life. Um, Uba then welcomes her friend and business consultant to their apartment, and we also get to see a new side of Uba. You know, this episode was rounding out the characters for me because the first three episodes we saw the stereotypical housewife behavior. You know, they're loud, mm -hmm. they're funny, they're doing the most. But this time we're seeing an emotional side. We're seeing them be more vulnerable. And that yes. can be difficult for housewives. Not every housewife likes to put their wall down and cry. Not every housewife. Some of them have just been on. Right for so long some get away so, with sharing like nothing i feel like while everybody else is sharing yes and so they have to fulfill some role if you're not going to share anything be the messy bitch we need in this group um but anyway uba <laughs> says she wants to take her hot sauce line to the next level uh she says she can't do that with the help of some investors and she's having a tough time with that she feels very alone especially mm -hmm. because she's not surrounded by family this causes her to get emotional even though she does have a lot of friends in new york city she gets upset talking about her mother who apparently died 10 years earlier and she explains that she would have given her that her mother would have given her the motherly push she so badly needs to get this business off the ground. I got emotional watching this and I'm going to share a personal story because one of my friends went through a loss and their their loss was of a mother and it was I think on Sunday uh the week before and oh. so it just triggered my emotions because I was just so it was yeah. fresh in my brain that right. this, my friend went through this motherly loss. And so when Uba looked at the camera and was like, if your mother is still in your life, just, you know, reach mm -hmm. out to her and tell her you love her. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I immediately I paid attention and I called my mom. I was like, hey, mom, how you doing? <laughs> Good boy. Good boy, Mario. <laughs> but it just so ugh, it was emotional to watch that scene. Yes. Then we go over to Sai's place. We get a glimpse into Sai's relationship with her husband, David. I have to say, I fell in love with Sai's husband. Just how chill he is. Yes. How his energy, how supportive he seems of his wife. Um, superficially, I wasn't like attracted to him right away. I will admit that. But to see this side, I was like, okay, let me uh, right. increase the radar here. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sai brings up to David that Bryn has no family. Thanksgiving is particularly hard for Bryn. And so Sai thinks that perhaps she will throw her friend a Bryn's giving and David is on board, which I think is a cute little thing. Yes, so cute. So cute. They FaceTime Bryn to tell her the plan. She's excited that someone would do something like this for her and she feels special. She even volunteers to come over and help. And she says her idea of helping is drinking and playing with the kids. <laughs> which Sounds is good. Sounds good to me, but I wouldn't play with the kids. I would just go over and drink. <laughs> um, the ladies agree to hide their feelings about holidays with booze. And clearly, I got to deduce that Sai is a little softer than she comes off because she even, for her to take initiative and think about Bryn, I was like, oh, you're not that tough, Ben. You're a cute right. little That's, It's a little facade, yeah. I'm like, you're a little swathy, Sai. We love it. <laughs> uh, they're still on the phone, and that's when they decide to gossip about Jessel. And they wonder why Jessel is always complaining. Now, this is the part where David earned points with me. He said they should take it easy on Jessel, especially after mm -hmm. hearing that Jessel could perhaps be just sexually frustrated. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do something Sai, about it then. <laughs> exactly. Sai and Bryn think that maybe they should plan a night for Jessel and her husband, Pavit, to have some alone time. 
and David suggests the term dirty giving for them. So <laughs> they I need it bad. They need, they need a, a little bump, bump. Over in Chelsea, Jessel is trying to keep her twins under control. She's failing, but that's not my problem. <laughs> Jessel sneaks away for a bit to discuss her kids' options for school. This part, bro, she believes that the school that provided the charcuterie and wine is the only option for her children's education. <laughs> But Pavi is frugal and disagrees. She complains about her husband's cheapness. But Jessel decides now would also be the time to talk about renting in the Hamptons for right, the summer. Like, I mean, she's piling it on this poor guy. She's like, how do we spend money? Right. Anyway, this segues into a discussion about her recent Hamptons trip with the ladies. And Jessel is complaining that they were coming at her based on what she said. And her husband lets her know that her tone of voice sometimes has the potential to turn people the wrong way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jessel says, so you're calling me a bitch. <laughs> that is one of my pet peeves. If I did not say it, don't flip it around. Yeah. And I don't say, like that either. Oh my right. God. That drove me crazy. Right. Cause to me, it's like, if I wanted to call you a bitch, I would have called you. A bitch. I would have called you a bitch. You dumb bitch. Right now, yeah, you are being a bitch. But right. Jessel, and then if you see the preview for next week, she does that to Aaron. She's like, oh, so you're calling me this. I'm like, No, I don't like, like that. You hell? can't, like, no. Uh-uh. Like, don't flip it. Don't don't recategorize it because uh, my well, opinion. Because she can't take any kind of criticism, constructive or otherwise. Oh, good God. And listen, the fact that she gets me worked up is a good housewife to me. Yes. So I am loving Jessel because she's annoying and she has no self-awareness. And I can't wait to see how much she irritates me. But so, so let me just yeah. be very clear. Kadoos to Jessel. Kadoos to her because <laughs> she's also the bitch that threw up at the premiere party. So I yes. am excited <laughs> to see how much more she irritates me because I'm like yeah. one of these bitches that irritate me. Now I am calling her a bitch, but with all the love in the world. Um, <laughs> then we get Aaron who has Jenna over and Aaron says she's concerned that Jenna's going to judge her kid-friendly house. Jenna gifts Aaron something as a thank you for hosting them in the Hamptons, and Aaron then gifts her with some gossip. Jenna lets Aaron know that Jessel said, quote, I thought the cackling hags were ganging up on me. <laughs> Aaron admits that she has a hard time connecting with Jessel because she's just so different from her. Mm -hmm. Jenna thinks that Jessel means well, but she's just trying too hard. And they both agree that if, if Jessel would just get plowed, things would get better for her. <laughs> God, fuck your husband, please. Like, please. I did tweet this, and a lot of people agreed with me, which is rare. But I thought if Jessel, because Jessel was trying, and Jessel made that point to her husband, like, hey, mm -hmm. we should have sex. And he's the one that was kind of like, so now that we're seeing the full picture of their relationship, or mm -hmm. a better picture of their relationship, I'm wondering, are they not having sex because they both don't want to, or right. because homeboy doesn't want to? Like, right, that I don't know. Makes that makes everything different. I had a lot of compassion for Jessel because she, initially I thought, okay, postpartum, her body, yada, yada, yada. But now I'm seeing this other side where he's like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, sh oh no, shit. I know. Red Maybe flag. they're just like friends. Ugh. They were friends before, remember? They were roommates. They started off as roommates or friends or something and then got know. married. So I don't know how. Yeah, it's, it was an interesting work out. revelation. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we then go to Brent's giving. Sai is ready to celebrate. 
Sai is my kind of host because she hired a chef and a bartender and she's ready yes. to show the ladies a good time. Um, although she does throw a little shade at Erin when she said she would never let people starve at her house. <laughs> I agree with her. I'm disappointed in Erin. <laughs> oh, Erin. Erin is not a cook, apparently. You know what? Maybe Erin never hosted a party. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe. There's no I way in hell. <laughs> there is no way in hell. She's just not good at it, I guess. I mean, and it's no shade towards her, but you have to have something else besides caviar. Not everybody eats caviar. I'm going to go up to Erin at BravoCon and I'm going to say, girl, what really happened? Tell me real quick. Tell me real quick. What yeah. the hell happened at your freaking house that nobody ate, allegedly? I need and there's to know. no snacks there? Like, she didn't stock it with snacks? But listen, fun fact, me and Erin are the same age. People my age are terrible hosts. I admittedly am a terrible host. I, if you come over my house, I'm going to sit down and say, help yourself. It's your gospel. <laughs> well, that's fine, but I'm sure you have stuff in the house. <laughs> I mean, she had people staying in her house, sleeping over for a couple of days. Like, call ship. Oh, no. Instacart. For sure. for sure. I would have done better, like, to prepare. Yeah. But ultimately, I don't know. I just like Erin for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um Bryn rolls up with champagne and begins turning on her charm. And she flirts with the chef. But then she finds out he's married and she backs off. So, <laughs> damn it. I hate when I find out they're married because now I have to, now I have to try harder. I'm just kidding. No, uh, just kidding. Um, Upa comes and then Jenna gets there with her blouse of the week. I'm gonna. I feel like calling Jenna blouse because she just wears a good blouse. Her name yes. is blouse for me because blouse. she showed up with her blouses and that's what's that's. She her does look. have she does have good blouses. She does have a great blouse budget, but girl, change it up here. And who am I to talk with me? All I wear is black V neck, but that's. <laughs> That's neither here nor there, but blouse, let's get it together. Yes. Um, Bryn turns around to show her bear back to every guest, which I thought was funny because <laughs> everybody that turned around, she was flashing them her back. So listen, if I did that, people would think, who's that woman flashing me her tits right now? So I can support a flat back being flashed at me. Erin is turned off that she has to remove her shoes, even though size <laughs> was very clear that that's uh, that, that requirement. I, if I was wearing long ass boots like Aaron, that would have irritated me too, because now you have to take off those boots. Those boots are a challenge to put on. So yeah. And it is part of the outfit when you're wearing boots like that. Like what <laughs> if I don't wear skinny jeans without boots covering them because I look crazy in them. If I don't mm. have a boot like coming up or something covering them. So I would be so unhappy if that were me. Like, I get it that New York is filthy, but, I mean, if you have the budget for a chef and a bartender, you can have the budget to have a cleaning lady come over and take care right. of the shoes. Or put those little booty things at the door or something that you can put over the oh. bottom or, like, wipes so you can buy them down. I respect people's houses, so, like, their rules and stuff, but, ugh, I hate it. I don't like I, that I'm, one. Yeah. No, I, I hate it, and I, I tell my friends, I'm like, okay, listen, if you're a no-shoe house, I don't want to come back because I don't want to yeah. take my shoes off. What if my socks are dirty? That was one of my fears when I was a kid and people was house, like, because I remember going to houses and yeah. people would be like, you have to take your shoes off. One time I remember I had ugly ass toenails and I was like, oh my God, my, my toenails are hideous. Oh, it was anxiety inducing. I was like walking around covering my toes. And, oh, it, was, it was horrible. And so I don't think I ever went back to that house, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. I don't like talk. that rule back to when Carrie got her Manolo stolen at uh, her friend Kira's party. And then her friend wants to be like, they're just shoes. I'm like, I bitch, know. 
uh-uh. Don't even start me on that episode. I cannot stomach it. I know. Um, Erin then shares that she was sadly at her grandmother's memorial earlier in the day. And Jessel, blithely unaware of her <laughs> tone, says she's glad it went well. As if Erin yeah, went, went to like... As yeah. if Erin was running an errand somewhere. She's <laughs> like, oh, I'm glad it went well. Her tone and delivery are just... Bad. Yeah. So... Sai and Jessel run upstairs, um, and that's when Uba and Bryn learn that Jessel called Sai and Aaron cackling hags. Uba is having a hard time figuring out what that term actually means. Um, Aaron, Bryn, and Jenna try to translate it for her, not really successfully. Jenna starts to show her little messy side because she kind of backpedal on behalf of Jessel that Sai didn't really mean what she said mm-hmm. and that she's giving her the benefit of the doubt. Jenna is the one who delivered the message to Aaron, and she's now realizing that this is becoming a little dramatic. Um, she claims she didn't want to stir the pot, but she is doing a good job at stirring yes. the pot. Uh, the producer even asked Aaron or Jenna in her confessional, like, if you didn't want to say it, why did you say it? And Jenna was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> and she forgot to mention that she's the one who used the word cackling before Jessel. Right. So she's the one that called them cackling in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so here we go. So I'm curious to see how this, now that they're watching. Yeah, because that's in the previews for next week. So. Mm-hmm. And then the episode ends on a bit of a somber note. They are glad that they're having something happy to celebrate. Sai explains why she chose to create a Bryn's giving. Bryn gets a little upset. She shuts down when it's her time to talk about family. She chokes back tears, but then she shares that her mom and her had her and her siblings when her mom was a teenager. She only lived with her dad for the first six months of her life, and they were really poor. Bryn says that her parents got into some trouble and she's been so hurt by the two people who were supposed to love her the most. She tearfully states that she was abused and neglected for six days and that her diaper was not changed. So sad. It's just so sad to hear this from Bryn and everybody else looked in shock. The episode concluded mm-hmm. on this terrible scene. They're not terrible, sad scene uh, with it to be continued. But it did show me a side of Bryn and it sort of explained why she's just probably always ready to laugh and have fun and sort of not yeah so you know when you're when you go through adversity you want to put the walls up and be defensive and mm-hmm. so really did give me that different side of Britain. and so personally I thought this was the best episode of the season so far just because it gave us a different view of the housewives and right they're all new women and we're seeing a different side a lot of the discourse that I saw on Twitter was like, oh, my God, this is so boring, boring, boring. Oh, I'm they're like, never happy. I know. And I, I give them the attention every week. But I was just like, <laughs> okay, we're watching the show. And yeah. I I liked it. I think it was a good way to round up the characters. I wouldn't just right. say this because I want I don't love the show that much. If I don't like it, I won't talk about it. Right. But I, I think they did a good job giving us a different side of the characters. And the next week's preview looks good. Because it looks like they're all getting ready to come after Jessel and call her mm-hmm. out for her nonsense. And Jessel, Jessel's not going to sit there quietly. I mean, no way. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That we know. So. She needs to work on her delivery, though. Absolutely. Well, that was this week's New York. Yes. Why don't we take a quick little break and we will come back with Mrs. Orange County. Let's do it. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back. If you are joining us now, which obviously you are because you're listening, so I don't know what I'm talking about, but we are about to discuss The Real Housewives of Orange County, and this was episode 10. 
Uh, the episode starts off with Tamara calling Jen to discuss the upcoming party that they're planning. And it's revealed that the ladies will all dress as each other, which I think is a great theme. Uh, they're looking forward to some fun after some very tense times, and we are treated to flashbacks of all of that. Next, the show literally goes to the dogs as we see everyone with their respective furry babies. And there is honestly nothing I like better than watching a golden retriever jump into a pool. And we just have oh to say, God. we love you, Archie. You're so cute. I think he was having like a dog birthday party. It was the Absolutely. cutest thing I've ever seen. All those like labs and goldens. So we then see Tamara and Eddie moving things into their new office. And Tamara is definitely looking forward to Eddie getting out of the house as he is driving her batshit crazy. Uh, Gina and Heather meet up at a nursery and discuss that it's weird that Tam and Jen are co-hosting a party together after all of the problems that they've been having. Uh, Heather fills Gina in on what was said at the boxing class and lets her know that Jen told her Shannon is poking around in her and Travis's relationship. Gina tells Heather that Shannon also mentioned something to Emily about their relationship and that it's hypocritical of her to do so because she never wants to talk about John. So Heather doesn't want to talk about Shannon because she enjoys the relationship they had and Gina can't understand why Shannon won't talk about her own shit but is more than happy to discuss everyone else's. Jen and her childhood friend take a walk. They talk about Ryan. I felt like this was just like a filler scene, kind of boring. She gives her opinion, which I don't value at all because she approves. <laughs> so, I, sorry, childhood friend. Like, really? Really? This I, is I just, a how do we close out the Jen-Ryan storyline with somebody <laughs> impartial that's going to say what Jen needs to hear for us exactly. to get a conclusion. Right. And then we see a picture of them, like a flashback of them talking the night before, and he's wearing like another hideous shirt what made me laugh is i'm like i'm sitting here watching this friend and i'm like oh you know she filmed this for free you know damn well they did not oh, pay her of course of course <laughs> come on now <laughs> here you're on bravo that's your pay the ladies get made up for the i do you you do me party which i think is hilarious and tamra tells her makeup artist about the shannon drama and that she thinks shannon will call heather out at the party Vicky arrives at Shannon's house and lets us know that she is dressed as herself, the OG of the OC. And she tells us she's dating someone new who meets all of the requirements on her list. And there are 18 points on that list. And there was only one I had a hard time with, which was number six. And that is that he had to be a forward thinker, knowing her views on politics and vaccines. I wouldn't necessarily call her a forward thinker. I saw that list and I'm like, whoa, whoa. I know, that's a 18. lot of things. 18 plus a bonus if he had a boat. She doesn't need that. But that was a bonus for her. So, and I'm not going to lie. I, I love seeing Victoria. I don't Me too. Care. I don't care I don't about care her either. views. I don't care about her views that much. I don't, we don't, I'm, I'm not going to talk about her views. Like we're not watching C-SPAN here. But Great. um <laughs> Thank you. It's been interesting seeing her back because we haven't seen her on the show in a few years. And yeah. you know, you don't really know what you have until it's gone, as the old adage says. Very and true. she always brought a good energy. I mean, whenever Megan makes a cameo, I'm like, oh, whatever. Oh, but yeah. when you have like somebody as iconic as Vicky, it's just, she makes well, because me you know she's going to make you laugh. Exactly. She makes me laugh and she like doesn't- belly even, laugh, laugh. Yeah. She's not even trying. Like she's just no. herself and she's just right. trying. And what's fascinating about Vicky is based on personal experience, what you see is what you get. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter. Like 
No. Oh, hilarious. That's her. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that is her. 100% her. So uh, Heather arrives. Oh, I mean, Tamara. Tamara arrives dressed as Heather, but her oh. outfit is so good that she really, I mean, she does a really good Heather Dubrow. She did a really say. good Heather Dubrow. With her like money her. gun, which Heather said was day classy. Heather had that. I need Heather to bring a money gun to BravoCon at this point because uh, that oh would be Oh my hilarious. God, you should message her uh, and tell her to do that. Hilarious. <laughs> so like, please lean into it and bring a money yes, gun. Yes, the Heather Dubrow money gun. She could make money off of that. Absolutely. Could have a product and have little uh, fake money with um, her picture. And she Carrie's can afford picture. real money. I'm just that's kidding. True. That's true too. So <laughs> we see Jen and she's dressed as Taylor, dressed as the deck. Now, the deck is a restaurant in Orange County, which is apparently Taylor's favorite haunt. And Jen also has the cat from the meme, which I think was hilarious. Like, she really, she, I loved her effort with that. Um, Gina comes as Emily, complete with Gucci belt and padded ass spanks. Um, Emily is dressed as Shannon and nailed it, especially the behavior when she comes in. Heather arrives, and although the wig is slightly too dark, she makes a pretty good Jen. She comes in wheeling like a stroller full of, like, animals <laughs> and kids. Um, Taylor comes as Tamara, and I'm sorry to say it's not good. She's carrying weights and wearing leg warmers and some weird shoes that weren't even exercise shoes. Like some kind I of even, sneakers. If Taylor wouldn't have told us who she was i would not have been able I to wouldn't guess have known. I, I know and know. yeah tamra was less than thrilled and she lets us know it looks nothing like hers that she could have at least worn a cut fitness hat or a sign that says asshole something <laughs> made it more listen. obvious she's definitely. definitely disappointed um emily falls out of a chair and literally becomes shannon in that moment which i just <laughs> died and then speak of the devil ms storms bidor arrives dressed as crazy hair gina and Gina tells us that she's annoyed that she chose the worst version of her when it was at a bad time in her life. I thought it was hilarious, and I thought that Gina was taking it way too seriously. Gina took it personal because Shannon and her are not close friends. Right. And, and then they got into the social media war of it all. Did you see that back and forth on, in real time? Oh, as I the didn't. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm going my to look. God. Yeah. No, I was watching, like, a little later, so. Well, Gina posted... Uh, reposted Shannon's look with this long ass. Oh, I thesis. saw that. Yes. Oh my God. And Gina was just rambling on about how if you're ever at your low point and you don't even have time for a blowout, I hope nobody reminds. I'm like, girl, honey. Oh, good. You Lord. could blow out your own damn hair, and you don't have to have the tracks from your extensions <laughs> showing. I mean, come on. And so Shannon was like, I did not realize bad extensions were um, indicative of <laughs> you know, a terrible time. I'm sorry. I'm like, Gina, we're the ones that had to sit through this. So I think we still need to recover from your bad extensions. But anyway, Gina I mean, took it way, way too personally. Yeah, way too personally. Um, I mean, she was on a TV show, for God's sake. What does she think people are going to say about that hair? Exactly. So anyway, uh, Vicky arrives as Vicky carrying a bottle of tequila and rolling in a keg. And then we see some keg stands happen and they force Shannon as Gina to do one because they say that version of Gina would do a keg stand, which I'm sure Gina didn't like that either. Um, and Tamara decides that instead of being Heather Dubrow, she's Heather Deho, and she pulls up her dress and nice thong, Tam. Oh, I mean, we love a thong. We love a thong, yes. a, a little thong cameo. 
So Emily and Gina talk about Shannon and how Heather told Gina and Emily some stuff about the relationship and that Tam knows too. Emily is annoyed that she opens up to Shannon about Shane and she wishes that she would do the same because she wants to help her. Gina says it's a double standard because she doesn't want help, but she has a couple of cocktails and then she does want it. And the next day they all have to pretend like nothing happened. They sit for dinner and Shannon reminds them of her Mexican fiesta party next week, which we see her and Heather going at it at the previews, I think, while they're setting up for that. Um, And they decide to play this game called do or drink at the table. And I'm seriously buying this for my next like adult game night. Um, The game is hilarious. So I guess what it is, they have to either do it or drink. So Tamara ends up acting out doggy style on Vicky. Taylor admits to a threesome. Gina motorboats Jen. Vicky takes her top off and Taylor licks Emily's nipple. <laughs> Which I could have done without that. <laughs> I was very, I wasn't shocked by Taylor licking a nipple. I was more surprised no. that Emily's nipple Emily let her. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, Emily's just like, here you go. I'm like, all right, Emily, let's I know. get the nipple out. I know. And so after the fun, then of course what happens, the drama comes. And at the table, Tamara tells Heather that Emily told her what Heather said about Shannon's relationship. And at this point, Shannon hears what's going on as she pulls Heather aside. And Heather is unsure of why she's the one being singled out when they were all talking about it. Shannon tells her how upset she's been hearing that Heather has said to everybody Horrible things about her relationship with John. Heather denies saying anything. And meanwhile, at the table, Emily tells the others that Shannon never shares what's going on with John, to which Vicky says it's because she wants to protect him. So Emily gets it, but says it's unfair because she shares everything. Heather is pissed, tells Shannon she's always neutral about her and John, and she thinks Tamara is stirring it up and making it seem like she can't keep a secret, which is really annoying to her. She goes on to say that she thinks Shannon is more worried about people talking about the relationship than the actual relationship itself. Shannon claims that John is a private person and supportive and affirming and good to her kids, et cetera, et cetera. And Heather tells her that she cares about her and the relationship and she would never spread her problems around. She says that some of the girls, now I'm just pointing this out here. She does not name names at this point, which is a bone of contention later. She says that some of the girls are very specific about Shannon hiding her bad relationship. Emily, meanwhile, at this point tells Tamara that Shannon and John got into a huge fight and he left her at Nobu and they all speculate about whether or not it was an isolated incident. What do you think? I don't think it's an isolated incident. Hell no. Hell no. No. I think alcohol fuels a lot of their problems. That's just my theory. Um, So Heather tells Shannon that they've gotten close and she's not taking the fall for something that she didn't do. Tamara asks Gina and Emily if Heather talked to them about her concerns about Shannon and John and both say yes. Heather hears and says, what are you whispering about, Tamara? Oh, I sat up straight. I, know. I was like, oh shit, this I know. is coming at me now. I'm going to say I know. <laughs> so Tamara tells her what she said, and Heather responds with the same question. Emily starts yelling at Heather, and Heather tells her to stand down. Stand down. That was funny. If Heather Dubrow ever looked at me and said, stand down, I would just leave. I would be so scared. I know. Like, oh, I know. God, me, too. Like, <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> And then at this point, Gina and Shannon start arguing and Gina calls her out for poking around in her relationship. And so Shannon says, well, it's the same way Heather was. 
because she cares. And Gina said them, why are you yelling at her about it if it was out of concern? Which is so true. Like she, that hypocrisy is just astounding. Mm. So Shannon says, Gina owes John a huge apology. And Gina responds with your boyfriend owes you a huge apology from what everybody else is saying. Shannon doubles down then saying that nobody knows anything about her relationship, which we obviously know is untrue, and that she's never been more in love and she's never hurt more when things are bad. She says the girls are exaggerating. And then Shannon storms out. Yes, the pun was intended there. Shannon storms out. <laughs> <laughs> Tim and Emily uh, follow. And Heather defends herself at the table saying that everyone talks about Shannon's relationship and it's not just her. Tim, now, come hold on. Yeah. I know you're on a roll and I love oh, it. Yeah, yeah, but- I know. I have to interject because Heather, five minutes before, Heather told Shannon, nope, we, I don't talk about your relationship. Right. And now she's at the table saying, we all talk Not about just your me. Right. right. So, do bro, which is it here, bro? What is it? So my theory is that she meant that she doesn't talk about it on camera. That's the part at this that people- point, I don't think she had. And that's the point. that That's where the disconnect is coming with the audience because I right. thought that too. I thought, okay- they can't say we don't talk about your shit off camera or on camera. Right, you right. Because they're trying because not to break the fourth wall. Like, break the fourth time. wall every time. And Right. Um, but anyway, keep going. So Tamara comes out and confronts Heather saying, you know, like, why are you blaming me for this? Because Shannon spun it around that way when she did not name names. And so Heather didn't name names, which is true, as we see in the flashback from five minutes ago. Um, And inside, Shannon says she didn't tell Emily anything. And Emily reminds her of the night at Javier's where she told her a lot of stuff. Shannon, of course, doesn't remember because she was probably drunk. And Emily tells us she doesn't think John is invested in the relationship, and she thinks that Shannon is wasting her time. When Emily specifically referenced what Shannon <laughs> the longest pause in OC history, and Shannon just gazed over to the camera like, oh shit. I know, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I and don't all remember. of that, all of that while wearing the hideous wig. You cannot write this. I'm sorry. No, I know. So, all in costume. It's great. They're all fighting in costume. I can't. I love it. So at this point, when um, Emily then says, like at the end where she says Shannon's wasting her time, she says, I'm just going to leave it at that. And then we get Heather Dubrow in glorious split screen times four. And she tells us these little gems. Shannon pays for everything. The family dynamic is not great. He never sleeps over and neither does she. And then she says, I don't want to talk about it. But I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I've told you four things, but I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> then we have like a funny little scene with Vicky like opening a bottle of wine I, I love the comic relief with her and then Shannon again storms out and says I've never loved anyone more and Emily says that it hurts that she shares everything and Shannon does not this is like the hundredth time she has said this in this episode Shannon's not getting it Shannon says the relationship is good unless they're fighting okay well well, that's that any relationship, sense. but thank you. Yeah. yeah. And Emily tries to explain that they're doing this out of concern and love. And Shannon screams that it's not that bad. And Emily says she's putting on a front and that he's called her fat and unattractive. What a dick. If true, what a dick. I believe yes, it. I believe it. What a dick. Like I, I that was that was hard. That was yeah. yeah. 
So Emily heads back to the table where Heather is still pissed that it's being blamed on her. And then Emily says, we're all being blamed. None of us is coming out unscathed. Tamara and Vicky try to calm Shannon down while Shannon continues to deflect. Emily tells the girls that she's sure Shannon hates her now, but at the end of the day, who will be there, him or the girls? And she's betting it's the girls, and so am I. Shannon continues to deflect. Tamara asks her how she feels about Heather, and Heather walks up. And at this point, Shannon says, you're questioning me, so what's going on with all the cheating rumors in your relationship? And Heather is completely unfazed and just shuts that down immediately. I honestly... I I honestly forgot about those allegations. Me too. Yeah. I was me like, too. oh yeah, but I don't. Yeah, they're just like whatever, whatever. Uh-huh. So Shannon wants to leave, and as she does, she says, "I don't have affairs or do bad shit. I have normal fights with my boyfriend that paralyze me." Now that just killed me. That killed me because that's not a normal thing to say. She has normal fights with her boyfriend that paralyze her. I mean, red flag. If Much? you're being paralyzed, that's uh, how, how do you normalize a state? It's not like she's married to him. She's just dating this guy. Run away, far, far away. Mm. So Vicky and Tamara leave with her. Shannon continues to deflect up till the second they're in the car. And uh, she keeps calling her boyfriend private, to which the ladies say isn't true. And they say that he loves the limelight. Heather calls out Emily for being up her ass about everything. And so we get treated to a bunch of flashbacks there. And Heather has a good point. Emily has been coming for her. And Emily tells her, you have a good point. And Gina comes up and says they're all to blame because they're worried about Shannon. And that Shannon needs to start taking some responsibility, though, for her own shit. The other girls get in the car and the episode ends. Wow, wow, wow. It was um, a lot and it was good it was chaotic but i think my theory is that dubrow gossiped to gina and emily off camera mm-hmm. about shannon's relationship one thousand percent i think what dubrow thought was going to happen was that gina and emily would bring it up on camera and not put her in that he- right. yeah not throw heather under the bus right 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 but Gina and Emily have been housewives now long enough to know that that's not how this works. And right. so that's why Emily was the first one to tell Tamara. So right. if you're still following me, this is where we're at. So <laughs> Emily told Tamara this, like, hey, Heather's talking shit about Janet and sh- mm-hmm. or Shannon and uh, her man off camera. Right. So Tamara was then placed in a position of, okay, we weren't supposed to bring this up on camera. How do I tell Shannon? Now that it's on camera... How do mm-hmm. I tell Shannon, hey, girl, it's on camera. Right. So that's when they were at the tequila sh- place last week. So now Tamara had to decide, okay, if I don't tell Shannon, I'm the bad friend. If right, I do for tell not Shannon, telling her, right. If I do tell Shannon, I'm the messy bitch. So right. that's why I think Heather initially denied ever saying anything. Because it wasn't on camera. They couldn't prove it. Wasn't it wasn't on camera. They couldn't prove anything. But it was also beautifully mastered that Heather didn't just deny it because then she tells yeah. the girls like, well, we all talked about it. <laughs> right, but it, right. It's just all over the place. And I know mm-hmm. it's a lot to follow the logistics of it, but I know exactly what they're doing. Like we know. No, me too. Doing. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's petty. It's nonsensical. I do agree that they're, that they're, the reaction that Shannon has of embarrassment 
and not about the real like mm-hmm. Shannon is more worried about the reaction instead of the action. You know what I mean? Like, it's so true. She worries what people are going to think if they break up or, you know, how they think of him. She doesn't care yes. about the actual relationship. It's like you you're this is an indicator of how bad your relationship is. You're more worried that people are going to know how bad it is. Not mm-hmm. Not that it's bad. Not that it's bad. Worried about how bad it is, and that's how you're going to be perceived, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, the expectation of privacy and reality TV is always I fluctuate because it's like, yes, do I need twenty four seven access to you? No, it's not fair to you. Yada yada yada. But when you're in a committed relationship with the reality star, you should not. I don't think you should expect full privacy. No way. I mean, don't appear on the show then if you want privacy. Don't. We've had situations where husbands or boyfriends haven't appeared. Exactly. It's no fun, but I mean, if you're going to appear on the show, then you're going to have to expect that some shit's going to come out one way or exactly. the other. And and the fact that I think that's another source of argument is that they are claiming that Shannon doesn't bring up her relationship drama on camera. Right. And so they they think it's unfair that Shannon is the first one to gossip about Gina on camera, but right. she won't bring up her. So it's almost right. That, that's what I love. That's what's uh, uh, interesting about these fights is that a lot of them are about the show. And mm-hmm. so they can't say that. So they have to right. find a way to say, well, we're talking about it on camera. Why don't you talk about it? On camera? Why don't you? Right. Yeah. So it's not fair. Anyway, it's a double standard. So it was, a, it was quite the doozy and I'm so proud of uh, the girls for bringing it because it's been a good mm-hmm. season. Um, Tamara just posted, actually, I saw in real time, there's no new episode next week. What the hell? What's that about? Oh, why? Oh, it's not Labor Day next week, that week. And even so it's on know. on Wednesday. I saw her Instagram. What, and it is said there no something on? Who do I talk to? I need to complain. I don't know. That's I don't like that because I was really looking forward to that episode. I know. What the hell? Every uh, time there's a big follow-up dramatic episode, they skip it. But um, anyway, that was a good episode. Good week. Yes, um, definitely. I'm excited to see what happens next. I, we're seeing Shannon crumble in real time, and mm-hmm. I'm here for it. <laughs> Wait, is New York new this week? I haven't. I need a, Now we need to look at the program. We schedule. We'll we look. To- so we, yeah, we may be off for a week. I don't know. We might we'll need see. to be off next week, yeah. So we'll see what's happening. We'll probably take off Labor Day weekend. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm not even going to be here. So, yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll update y'all with the programming schedule. Yes. We thank everybody for listening, Leslie. I say it every week. I love talking to you. <laughs> and so do I. Everybody have a good week, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.